0: Is Matt Corral the most underrated quarterback in the NFL draft and in your dynasty drafts? And could he potentially be a top 10 pick? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast.
1: You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty football podcast. I am Kate Majiuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I am joined by my co-host Marcus Mosier. Follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And be sure to check out the show on Twitter at Locked On Dynasty. Never miss a single episode by hitting that subscribe button so we can help you build your ultimate dynasty roster. Marcus, we're back once again. I hope Matt and Ryan are enjoying their vacation this week, Uh, but not us. No vacation for us. We are nose to the grindstone right now, uh, knee-deep in quarterback rankings.
0: Yes, we are. We're going to be talking about Matt Corral. We did Desmond Ritter earlier this week. We talked about Sam Howell last week. Uh, We talked about Kenny Pickett yesterday. Uh, We should round it up with uh, Matt Corral, who is a very interesting prospect, Kate, because at this time last year, a lot of people thought maybe he could be the number one overall pick. Uh, even earlier on in the draft process in January and February, it seems like he was maybe the favorite to be the first quarterback drafted. And now he's almost an afterthought.
1: I kind of understand why. Um I'm hmm. I'm not I'm not super hot. Kind of interesting looking at a lot of rookie rankings uh for This incoming quarterback class, Matt Corral, is typically running right around the QB2, QB3 range. So right now for me, he sits as the QB4 out of these top five quarterbacks. I mentioned Kenny Pickett sitting as my quarterback five yesterday. So we definitely started off hot in our previews in terms of which of these teams I or which of these quarterbacks I tend to favor. Um, I'm just not I'm not overly sold on Matt Corral. So let's talk about him, just the basics as a prospect.
0: Can uh, we do the good first? I feel like we're being very negative Nancy's the last couple of days. We should, we should try to be positive about Matt Corral, at least a start right before we tear okay. it down.
1: All right. I will start off positively. Uh, Ole Miss quarterback, three-year starter, six, one and five eighths inches, 212 pounds, so a little bit of a smaller frame, uh, but you know, had, had a couple of good seasons. Marcus, you mentioned Uh, Back in uh, the 2020 NCAA season, people were talking about Matt Corral as like this potential really high-end pick after a really fantastic breakout season. Um, But kind of cooled off a little bit, I'd Mm -hmm. say, in his final season with Ole Miss. Uh, Had 3,351 passing yards, 20 touchdowns, and five interceptions in his final year at Old Miss. But, uh, you know, again, kind of feels like he cooled off. So uh, what are your initial thoughts on Matt Corral as a prospect? Because for me, he's a work in progress, uh, needs to go to the right coaching system. And again, like I mentioned yesterday, when I start setting all these stipulations for prospects, that's when I start to get a little bit worried.
0: Yeah, I I feel like I've got a good feel for this one. So in 2020, uh, there was a lot of talent there. I mean, you could see the playmaking. Um, He looked very much like Zach Wilson kind of coming out of college. Uh, But one of the things that was scary for teams was the interceptions. He had 14 interceptions last year and way too reckless with the ball. 14 interceptions in 10 games. This year goes out and has only five interceptions in 13 games He leads Ole Miss to a double-digit win season. Actually, it was the most wins that Ole Miss had, like, in the last 40 years. Um, And you see the arm talent. You see the quick release. So, on paper, when you're making a scouting report, Kate, he checks a lot of boxes, stats, SEC production, uh, quick release, arm strength, athleticism, mobility, rushing ability. And then we get to the interview stuff, starting in – February and March. And there's some concerns about maturity and the character and if he's a leader of men. And I think that's why he's dropped from QB1 to QB4, maybe QB5. Yeah,
1: that that's definitely something uh I mean it, it it's interesting, right? It's for sure interesting to see um you know the the decrease in turnovers you like. Um, but you know, in that vein, uh, we also, you know, in turn with his rushing production, he's a he's a great athlete. Um, you know, while the the interception rate came down and he was protecting that football a little better, you also saw a drop in his touchdown production. Uh-huh. Um, so you know, while he's being a little less reckless, you also maybe cap off some of that upside, which is not it, you know, totally unexpected. Um but on the ground, five or 748 rushing yards, 11 touchdowns on the ground, which is fantastic for his mm-hmm. final season. But he tacked on there eight fumbles. So while he was protecting it through the air a bit more, I think uh, maybe he got a little bit more reckless uh, in the run game, which I feel like we always see these higher fumble rates for these mobile rushing quarterbacks. But just something worth noting – because uh, he's had at least six fumbles in each of his three seasons yep. as a starter yep. at Ole Miss.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's always going to be one of the biggest concerns for him is ball security, whether that's through interceptions, whether that's through fumbles. He he just needs to be a little bit more careful with the ball. And then on top of that, Kate, there's a lot of questions about the offense that he played in with Lane Kiffin, where it was a lot of one read and throw, and if the read's not there, I'm taking off with the football. How is that going to translate to the NFL? I don't know. Uh, We saw Zach Wilson last year come from a very similar offense. We saw Trevor Lawrence come from a similar offense. Uh, Does that mean that he's going to struggle as a rookie? Probably. And then on top of that, he he doesn't have the arm of Zach Wilson. He doesn't have the size of Trevor Lawrence. So where do you slot him as a quarterback prospect? It's really difficult.
1: It's definitely difficult. And Marcus, you mentioned, um, just like the product of Matt Corral coming out of this specific offense. So much of his production was based on like run pass options. Um, you know, a lot of screen yards too. Um, you know, it's definitely a question about how is this skill going to translate to the NFL? Uh, but you know, he does, again, like you said, he checks off a lot of those boxes, um, you know, adjusting completion percentage ranked eighth among quarterbacks in the 2021 season. Uh, you know, it, it, he's he's doing pretty good overall uh, and, and led this Ole Miss team. He's got the arm strength, he's mobile. But again, I keep coming back to how is this going to translate to the NFL? Because I yeah. think he's got the attributes, but it, maybe it's going to be a question about how he puts these all together at the next level.
0: And I think there's a concern too about like the pressure, right? Cause he wasn't pressured all that much at Ole Miss. He played in a wide open offense. So when he gets into the NFL and he's constantly being pressured, is he going to be able to throw around in tight windows? Is he going to be able to throw around defenders? He's not particularly big six, one and a half two, 12. I mean, it's very similar to, to Zach Wilson last year. Um, but I just think he's a lesser version of that. And how intriguing is that for teams? Plus, having some maturity questions. I don't know. Uh, we should talk about where we'd like to see him land, where we think he's going to fit in the draft. But before we do that, Kate, I want to tell you guys about a new sponsor that we have Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lens, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's insane protection program. Uh, it includes lost and broken, uh, lost and broken protection on every pair. And they will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try. And if you don't love them, you'll pay absolutely nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. And exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more polarized glasses. That is promo code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season, 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Ray sunglasses. Uh, All right, let's talk about where we think he fits in this class. So is it fair to say he's probably – at best, at best going to be the third quarterback drafted.
1: I, that feels about right at this point. Um, you know, I think there's plenty of questions as to who that second quarterback is going to be. Kenny Pickett apparently thinks he's going to be the first, but it seems like I'm still thinking the consensus overall is that Malik Willis goes first. Yeah, um, And then maybe second, we either have Kenny Pickett or... uh Perhaps uh, we we have Matt Corral, or not Matt Corral. Um, maybe we we'll have How Desmond, R- like all of these guys. It after Malik Willis, it could be up in the air. But I think there are enough prospects that could slot in at number two that I think Matt Corral goes three or later.
0: Yeah, I think of all the quarterbacks here, Kate, How and Corral are the two that I would not be shocked at all. If they fall in the second round, right? You're talking about smaller quarterbacks. Um, they both are good runners, but you just question their, their fit in the NFL with the offense. Neither of them dealt with pressure very well. And again, I'm going to keep coming back to the character stuff. It doesn't sound like it's anything major. It's nothing like that. But there are some questions about, like, can he be a leader in the locker room after some struggles in high school? Maybe some struggles early on in his college career. Where would you like to see Corral land? Like, what's the ideal situation for him?
1: I, I mean, I think the the ideal situation would be to end up on a team that has a uh, decent offensive line that can uh, pass block really effectively and, you know, give him some of that, um, you know, breathing room that he had at Ole Miss uh, as he looks to, you know, sort of um, maybe mold closer to that NFL quarterback That we want him to be. So let's look at some of the top graded offensive lines that are needed uh, at quarterback. Washington football team, one of the most, or Washington commanders. I always forget that they're the commanders. Yeah, we're going to call them the
0: football team. That's better. They're the
1: football team. uh, (laughs) uh, Had uh, the fourth best pass blocking unit per PFF in the 2021 season.
0: Uh, No thanks. I don't like that fit. I think that's a terrible one for both Corral and Washington.
1: All right. So uh we're we're in agreement there. I'm not a huge fan of that. Uh I think my favorite fit might actually be in this uh the offensive line, uh not one of the most highly rated in 2021, but what about the New Orleans Saints?
0: Okay, I could see that you, see, I, I also like that because he wouldn't have to play right away. I I I think Corral is somebody who needs to sit for an entire year because if you are forced to play him. It might look really bad. It might look like what we saw last year with Zach Wilson, where you know you're having a lot of games with three turnovers and only 150 passing yards. You put him in that offense, you let him sit for a year or two behind Winston, you let him learn. I like that one. I I I can get behind that.
1: Uh, Where else though? Because there there's no fit out you know outside of the Saints that, um, and you know. Conceivably, if they really like Jameis Winston, they got him on a two-year deal. If they want to extend him, I'd be fine with that. Sure, uh, I'm I'm a Jameis Winston fan, uh, but outside of the Saints, there's no fit that I'm looking at. That like, what about the Detroit Lions? They pick at number 34 overall, but then after that, don't have another pick until uh, the, so 32 and 34, right?
0: They've yeah. got the last pick of the first round, the the second pick in the third round, or second pick in the second round. I don't hate it. It's not my favorite. I actually like Ritter there quite a bit more. What about the Colts? Colts pick at forty-two.
1: I'm not. I'm not loving that either. Okay. Um,
0: how about How about Atlanta at forty-three? You sign Marcus Mariota. If you don't use that top pick on a on a quarterback, let's say it's the top available offensive lineman, or it's Derek Stingley or Ahmad Sauce Gardner. You draft him at 43, you turn around, you still have a pick at 58 to improve the roster. You give him two years and if a better quarterback prospect pops up and you're in position to draft him in 2023, 2024, you do it. And it's not a big deal. You only spend a second round pick on Corral.
1: Yeah. And if nothing else, um, you know, even if you do decide to move on, it's not, it, it's never a bad thing to have a little bit more depth in the back in the, you know, quarterback room here. Yeah. Um, Uh, But, you know, I think that that kind of draft capital makes me a little bit anxious, too, as, uh, you know, when we had talked about Kenny Pickett and what makes him safe. uh, You know, you had talked about uh, just the notion of having uh, a little bit more security and a little bit of a longer leash. The further Matt Corral drops down these draft boards, the shorter his leash is going to get, uh, which Obviously not good for fantasy, uh, especially dynasty fantasy football, where you're looking for some long-term value in these young prospects and trying to find that value, uh, especially as you enter your rookie drafts.
0: I also just like guys that can go to spots where they're not going to be forced to play. And, you know, we can wait and see. Like, (laughs) I think it's a good, like somebody like uh, uh, Jordan Love in Green Bay if he was on a, a, a worse team and showed that he couldn't play, his value would tank, right? I mean, he would be absolutely awful, like Mitch Trubisky or Sam Darnold. But because there's still this illusion three years later that he might be good if he's given a chance, uh, his value stays up. So that's kind of the reason I don't mind these guys falling a little bit if you like them. Let me give you another one. What about Minnesota in the second round? Pick 46. They signed Kirk Cousins to a contract extension, they have him for the next two years. You draft Corral, you let him sit behind that team for a couple of years and see what you have down the road.
1: I yeah, I don't I don't hate that. Um, again, I, I think with Matt Corral as he makes that transition to the NFL, you know, having that luxury of a Kirk Cousins in front of him on the depth chart, that's that's great for his NFL value. I think like Kirk Cousins would be a great quarterback to learn from. He knows how to protect the football. Yep. Uh, like talented wide receivers. You've got uh, a talented running backs room. Like you've got a decent I offensive think, a line, yep. decent offensive line, like all of those pieces that I think Matt Corral needs to succeed at the NFL level. He checks those boxes, but let's talk about ADP uh, for dynasty league football. Uh, Cause we've got a batch of average draft position. I'm kind of surprised to see how highly Matt Corral has been drafted in dynasty mock drafts, uh, rookie only this at, at this point in the season, kind of crazy. Number two, <sighs> QB two, QB two, not, not two overall QB two, QB two. just for clarification behind Malik um, Willis, correct behind Malik Willis. So right now uh after, you know, for, uh, mock draft order in the month of March. He had Malik Willis, followed by Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Sam Hall at QB five. Shame on all of you. That's fine. Um, right. That's fine. But Matt Corral at QB two. That feels exceedingly rich for a guy that, that I don't think is NFL ready, um, and I, I can't envision a world that he's a 2022 starter. Why is his value so high?
0: Yeah, that feels like the dynasty community is still late to reacting to where he's actually going to be drafted, right? Because when we are looking at mocks, excuse me, in January and February, he was going inside the top 10. like He was in every single top 10 mock draft, and now he's just not. And you'll see from big-name people like Daniel Jeremiah or Todd McShade, he's consistently falling to the second round. If he falls in the second round, there's just no way that he can be QB2 this year. You just, you just can't because it means the NFL doesn't view him as a franchise-level guy. They view him as more a developmental-level prospect in the mold of Kyle Trask and Kellen Mond and guys like that. True luck.
1: Those not listening or not watching on YouTube can't see my face, but it wasn't a – wasn't smiling as we were listing, off, listing off those
0: I mean, those let, guys let, here. Let's, let's give the NFL credit for the most part. They're pretty good at identifying the quarterbacks that don't deserve to go in round one. I mean, way too often they overdraft guys, but when they know a guy doesn't deserve to go in round one and they get picked in round two or round three, those guys very rarely turn out like the exceptions to the rule are like Andy Dalton and Russell Wilson over the last decade. Right. It just doesn't happen. So If Matt Corral falls to 43, does get a little scary, Kate.
1: That's fair.
0: Okay, uh, I got a couple more Matt Corral thoughts that I just want to run by you before the show is over, but uh, before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar this time of year, almost everybody has given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not us. We are sticking to ours to eat better, thanks to Built Bar. Uh, it's really not that hard because. We look forward to eating Built Bars every single day because they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, 100% real chocolate. They're low calorie, high protein, and if you compare them to your favorite candy bar that typically has like 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs, it's not even a contest. They're just so much better for you, and frankly, they taste a lot better too. They've got so many great flavors, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, And the new flavor this month is white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and they've got new flavors coming out all the time. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, so we talked about Desmond Ritter. We talked about Kenny Pickett. We talked about Sam Howell. You like Sam Howell. I think the – well, no, let me take the back. You like Ritter the best of those three, Correct.
1: Uh, I like Sam Howell and then Desmond Ritter. Mm. So right now, right now, my my quarterback rankings, uh, freshly updated uh, in the top of my mind's eye this morning. Malik Willis, QB1. Sam Howell, QB2. Desmond Ritter, QB3. Matt Corral, QB4. And Kenny Pickett, QB5.
0: Okay. If there's a quarterback in this class that you're afraid you're going to be the most wrong about, which one would it be? Hmm. So basically the one like you're acknowledging, Hey, I, I could just be totally wrong about this guy. If he hits the ceiling, uh, he could be QB one in this class. Is there one of those guys for you? Uh... Because for me, it's corral corrals. The one where I think if he gets into the right offense with the right team around him, maybe he has a Tony Romo like career, like a very similar type of player, mobile, quick release, strong arm. Um, but I think there's just a lot of teams where, yeah, he could be Drew Luck if he goes to the wrong team. I just, he's the one I, I struggle the most to figure out.
1: It's definitely, uh, he's one of these prospects that, as I said earlier, he just needs, he really needs the perfect situation. And usually when, you know, a player has to be in the perfect situation to succeed, that's when I get a little bit nervous. Like, sure. I mean, Matt Corral, even his strengths are, are, you know, sometimes his weaknesses, I think like, you know, even looking at his, his arm strength, sometimes, uh, he's like too strong and doesn't know how to just throw everything's in not touch. a frozen rope, right? Yes. It's, it. he doesn't have that like touch that, uh, you know, uh, you know, maybe you need, in order to execute some of these shorter throws that need to be a little bit softer, everything's going at 100 miles an hour. It, it just feels like even his positives can, it, like, have some question marks here. Uh, mobile, but, yeah, had some fumbling problems. There's just, he's a double-edged sword in a lot of ways. So, yeah, if he goes to the perfect situation where they can tweak out all of those um you know, weaknesses and turn them into pure strengths. Fantastic. But I think you got to count on a lot of right things to happen. Uh, And that's where I'm at with Matt Corral.
0: I feel like Corral is very likely to be like a case Keenum in the NFL, right? Where most of the time is a low end starter, but you get him in the right situation. Like he was in Minnesota, what 2017 and put up some really good numbers. But I think that's the, kind of the caliber of quarterback we're talking about here, Kate, at least in my opinion. And that's why I think I could be totally wrong. He could be so much better than that.
1: Yeah, I think it's fair. He's definitely got certain attributes that, that you'd want there. I, that's, that's what I got. I'm not, I'm not excited about Matt Corral. So for the community that drafted him, uh, you know, average draft position for the month of March, for those of you who drafted Matt Corral as the QB two off the board. You have to convince would love us to hear from you. I yeah. want to hear you. I want to hear what you like about Matt Corral. Uh, you know, enlighten me show open my eyes. Uh, cause you know, I never, I, I never want to be too, uh, deep in my own hole. I want to, I want to figure out what, what other people are seeing, broaden my horizons.
0: So, so here's what I think we need to do for Friday Shell. Well, let's just, show plan as we're finishing out the podcast so those are the top five quarterbacks uh most people believe all five of those guys are going to be gone before pick 50 in the second round but there's a couple guys later that we should at least mention carson strong from nevada uh bailey zappy from western kentucky and then i got one little sleeper name for you kate okay jake cohen uh jack cohen excuse me from notre dame jack cohen I'm thinking on Friday we touch on all three of those quarterbacks. We don't have to spend a lot of time. Let's do five minutes on each, Uh, but just a couple other quarterbacks that people are at least somewhat intrigued about uh, in your super flex leagues and your two two quarterback leagues. Uh, Let's talk on the rest of the quarterbacks in this class.
1: I love it. Uh, I mean, this is where we want to help you tweeze out some of that value and uh, just get in the nitty-gritty so that – uh, you catch these prospects before they hit the yes. mainstream. I think that sounds like a great show, and I'm I'm excited to dive in.
0: Yeah, so Friday we will be back talking about some day three quarterbacks, maybe guys that can catch on and uh, have some decent careers. I know some people really like Carson Strong. I actually know I saw a couple publications this morning that have Carson Strong as the number two quarterback in the class. That's it's a little wild. I know somebody that has. Jack Cohen is the number one quarterback in this class, a very well-respected name in the draft and uh, fantasy community. So make sure you guys are tuning in for that on Friday. Follow the show on YouTube. We've put out videos every single day this week. Uh, Check the podcasts out wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can follow Kate at FFBallBlast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.